Close. Uh, Q in. Uh, Hello, mate. There we go. We're live. There you go. Are we live? Is it working? <laughs> the wonders of technology, you know eh? It's uh, 11.54 <laughs> at night, and we could do this whole thing and get nothing from you could, it. You might be, yeah, right. You might be falling asleep there, or what do you mean? No, I'm just worried that we get to the end of this, and I'll press a button here, and there'll be nothing. Yeah, it's recording. Just, it's recording. To speak of. And how how we're using Riverside. We should let's a bit of inside baseball here. We're using Riverside. Trevor's in Berlin. I'm still in Sydney, and we are recording. Trevor's very using tired. Riverside. Trevor's been flying for 26 hours. Uh, we're using Riverside, which records both sides of the uh, of so our own side. It's recording me locally, recording you locally. Mm. And then it's it the uploads. Same. Well, let's be clear. It's yeah. exactly the same as what yeah, we've done same before, as right? It's just yeah. a different platform. <laughs> but you, with this um, one, you've got to, yeah, you got to like the other, yeah, you have to wait till your upload is complete. And, yeah. But I, I think the, the quality is coming through pretty good. I, I think the quality, hopefully the listeners agree, is not bad. Look, we'll just have to wait and see. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But I am very tired. <coughs> it's very late at night. It is, uh, yeah, coming up to midnight, so... Uh, I don't have to get up. So you've arrived and haven't been to bed yet, so. is that what you're saying? You haven't been to bed yet? That's right, yep. Yeah, haven't but been did to you bed. sleep Got on the plane, mate? Come on. Yeah, slept Hard on the plane. Bit, yeah, slept on the plane, of course. Um, Good luck to And then um, got here at lunchtime, did a bit of shopping and uh, had dinner. Shopping and, uh, already? Jeez. No wonder you're tired. Dickhead. <laughs> water and cornflakes, uh, okay. you know? Essentials, right. Okay, yes. mate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have said that. Uh, I thought you were out shopping for your wife or something. <laughs> Has she put Not any orders in this trip? Nope. No orders, Yep. Gluten-free M&M's. The is that on the... On the seven, sell them as a... uh, there is still a need for that as we go back via the United States. Um, yep. It's her birthday mid-month, so uh-huh. I've, I've had to do a bit of you know, online link following because you know, you I don't buy anything <laughs> that she doesn't instruct me to buy. So of course, there's, yeah. There's we're been not, some we're not Billy, sent. not silly, mate. But yes, it's good just say, you know, it's early morning here too, by the way, mate. It's morning here, so my day has... Early morning, mate. Barely it's basically midday there, 7.35 it's not, it's, in the it's, seven, Or it's yeah, actually it's, 8 o'clock it's, now. It's nearly 8 o'clock in the morning now. I had to do a bit of radio before as well, mate. Wait, you told me you had a radio spot at 7.35, so I assume we'd be recording by 7.45. Yeah. How did, no, why did it take you this actually long? Did, you didn't ring me until 7.43, yeah, 7.43, yeah. What radio station? Yeah. Todd, Todd Sargent, uh, 2NURFM, yeah. Good Listen, guy, you guy. tell him. Shout out. In future, Shout out to Todd. He should, <laughs> he should hit the on-air time of 7.35, uh, or yeah. there'll be drama, okay? It varies, Your people it will varies. speak to his people. Well, it shouldn't vary. It should be fixed. Yeah, no, it's within Simple that window, within that five-minute window. Yeah, no, it's normally I'm normally out at seven forty-five, seven forty-eight. You know, it's not too bad, man. I'm sorry about that. I just kept prolonging the conversation just to make the segment a bit longer, just to stuff you around. But that's all good. Well, you know what that's going to do? That's going to make this one shorter, so everyone listening should know. No, that I'm that's sympathetic, the mate. I know you need a night's sleep. We'll we'll just we're going to bash through this one. It's it, look the fact that we're doing it. Giving putting an episode out there that says that says a lot. That's how dedicated Commitment. we are to, dedicated our, to our listeners. Commitment. Yes. These are these are traits that uh, Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long are well known for. <laughs> anyway, with that, um, let's do this. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. 
All right, episode 550 of Two Blokes Talking 550. Tech. 550? It's, it's a small milestone, Stephen. Wow. 550. Five, five, we? We're getting to the point where we only get milestone celebrations. Yeah, we only get 100. At the double zeros. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... But yeah. it is uh, it is a milestone, and we do sincerely appreciate everyone listening and your reviews and your feedback and just generally your jibber-jabber over the years. It's greatly appreciated, just as we appreciate the support of the good people at Netgear and Arlo, um, who've been with us for an extraordinarily long time. Netgear, in the case, have been there 550-odd episodes. So thank you to yeah. them. Thank you to Netgear. Thank you to Arlo. We'll be back talking about them shortly. Now, Stephen, I am in Berlin, as we stated at the start, uh, for the annual IFA show. Uh, this is um, one of those ones that's kind of hard to describe, to be honest, because it's not really like the CS. It's not really a consumer electronics show. It's a bit more appliances, um, mm. but it's really Europe's uh, opportunity to look at products, uh, launch products, retailers get a look at things. And I'll tell you right now what I've found out already is that Aussie retailers are here in droves. Really? So, okay. you know, remember after CES, we talked about how, whether or not uh, the retailers, so let's set the scene, you've got a, let's say you've got Samsung, you've got LG, you've got little companies, big companies, you've got startups, you've got everyone here, and you've got retailers, you've got a bloke with a, you know, chain of little stores, and you've got a, a Harvey Norman style, you've got different people going around looking for products, doing deals, saying, I want this and how much for that. That's yep. what these shows are about. And yep. m- I think we both had the view that after CES, where you know a show happened, um, products were launched, and there was no retailers, yet we've had a year of retail and we've had a year of products. Yeah. We wondered whether or not there would ever be a need for them to come back, whether yeah. the shows would, would still fulfill that, that need for them. And Absolutely. what I'm yeah. hearing is yes. Um, yeah. Maybe well, not. I think this is the all first the go, shows. isn't it? Yeah, this is their first crack at it, isn't it? Like CES, I think it was still too a little bit too COVID, too COVID mm. focused, uh, and I think they thought, you know what, we're not going to do it, we're not going to go because it was actually quite an effort to travel at that time. It would have been they had to do tests, and it was it was it was a, a mm. bit of a task. But I think now that the things are, things have, uh, have eased up a little bit, they, they thought well. This but show think, and it's, it's good. It's, oh. The timing of you got to remember it's just ahead of Christmas as well. So mm. some of these products we're going to see before Christmas. So we're going to unlike CES where they they show stuff and it doesn't come out till like the second half of the year. This show I think is a bit more immediate where where stuff is announced and then it's in market within months. That's right. Yeah, I, I always kind of upsell this um, in terms of when we're talking in the media about this being the the big preview of Christmas. You know, the gadgets that are yeah. going for Christmas and that kind of stuff. And it is. But I guess my point is that. If if we went essentially two years without going to shows and retail survived, people could buy things, yeah. everything worked. If I'm an, I'm a hard-ass kind of manager person, I'd be like, why are we going? What's it costing? And all that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff, right? So if I'm running a retail chain and, I, and you have 10 people say we want to go to IFA or CES, I'm going... You didn't go the last two years. It was fine. Yeah. What do you need to we go for? We still did it. So yeah, true, I'm, true. I'm, I'm fascinated that that they are coming. And that yeah. says to me that they, they either weren't getting the the deals they wanted before, they, they weren't getting the, the leg up exclusives. You know, they were... Yeah. I think there's different deals going to be done now. I yeah, think they're going to push hard to yeah. do different styles of deals. 
I think it's all about relationships too. Like these these trips are, are, are they're they're building up those relationships that the retailers have with the, with the companies. Like the companies, Samsungs and LGs and the like, they call Harvey Norman, Bing Lee, JB. They call those people customers. So when, they, mm. when, we're, when we're talking to them, they said, oh, we're going to have a meeting with customers. The customers they're talking about are those retailers. So, and yeah. th- those relationships are so important that just I think the sheer, the sheer volume of the, the money that, that's generated and the, the profits and everything, the, the cost of a trip on the end of that, I don't think is going to be it, – it's like a, it's a blip on the radar. It's not much to consider. And I think – I don't know how, how inside baseball you want to get, but I think often – the retailers don't pay to get here. I think that sometimes don't the companies oh, no. bring the retailers as well. I so was, I it's was not, just going to say, it's think, their ex, yeah, it's not their expense most of the time. I think the percent it might only be fifty fifty, but certainly there's a a good percentage of people that are you know essentially guests in the same way that you and I might be guests yeah. at different events. And you know, yep. I, I'm not specifically a guest of anyone here, but you know, for example, Samsung's contributed to to helping mm. me get here. Um, that may be similar to how different retailers are here, but you know, there's a kind of ownership, and it is a bit inside baseball, but I think it's fascinating for people too, but if you're, you know, the I don't know, the appliance guy from Harvey Norman, and you're here on Samsung's coin, I do wonder how much time they get at the other stalls. Um, mm. Now, they obviously don't have... To, they can't tell, stop them going somewhere else. They will go to LG. They'll look at all the different things going around. But I think it's it's like you said, it's that relationship stuff. If you're here as as a as a as a customer, as a retailer, as a guest of a company, you're going to go to dinner every night with that company. You know, and so that relationship yeah. is going to be built and formed um, with that company. So yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of fascinating um, in that sense. Yeah. We don't normally get to see and talk to the, the retail people, but. That's that's mm. what it appears to be. So we're recording um, uh, early morning, um, September one, and and we'll publish uh, during the day as well. I, I won't hold it back. And so there's there's a actually it's about to be press day here, um, which is essentially you know Samsung have a press conference, LG have a booth tour. There's you know there's a uh, kind of small event showstoppers where they show a few funny little gadgets and things but the show itself doesn't start for another couple of days Um, and and so we don't really have that kind of show floor stuff but there is a bit going around I think LG's probably been the best out of the box in terms of press releases don't you think? They always do that even before CES they do that CES Yeah they've got Mm. some interesting announcements and I I, I saw I think you've covered it I'm going to put it on Tech Guide as well the the shoe storage and cleaner Yeah That's a cool little product This (laughs) this one's fascinating you think we've talked about the Samsung and LG both have um, uh, stylus for the for the laundry or wardrobe. LG's the styler, Samsung is the air dresser, and this is the thing. And we use it at home; it's unbelievable. Um, I'll get my shirts and suit, put them in there. An hour and a half later, they've been steamed, sanitized, and dried, so that I don't need to iron anything. Um, just you know, if you wanted it to be perfect, you would iron it, but they, they look perfectly fine, yeah. like for TV, basically. So instead of going to the dry um, cleaner, you just put them in there. I haven't been to the dry cleaner in yeah. two years since I've had the air dresser. It's literally saved yeah, me right. probably 1500 to $2,000 on its own just in dry cleaning. And yeah, right. So there's that, there's those products. And then what LG's done is gone, well, hang on a minute. We've got these people who are obsessed with their sneakers, and you would be <laughs> on the cusp. I know, I know you're a sneaker yeah, I do. guy, I, love I don't think nights, you're... Yeah. I don't think you're to the obsessed level at this point. We're talking people who have on display in-house um, yes. shelves of sneakers. They display now. their shoes like I display my Star Wars stuff. 
Correct. So yeah. this thing is a it's it's a it's a little cupboard like looking thing, closed door. Um, three shoes can go inside, and they can be. Um, I guess it may maintain cared for it might be through a steaming process depending on the the type yeah. of material but then separate to that so that's that, that's their that's one product and the, that's the shoe care product yeah. but then there's the shoe case product which is a little glass box which is powered so it plugs into the wall and the power yeah. allows for a little light and a, and a lazy susan style turntable so your shoes can be <laughs> on display rotating and you can have four of these stacked up so you could have rows of four of them with the shoe care next to it like it's a, it's a yeah. very niche product but i like how it uses steam wow. it steams through as well to keep keep the shoes well yeah, you get rid of the foot odor don't you doing that but uh it does that's, keep them that's in good that's exactly what it's well. about right so yeah. you yeah. you you care for them, but you want to wear them, right? So yeah. how do you stop a shoe from becoming just, you know, the scent of a man instead of just, you know, the scent of the leather? Well, <laughs> a little bit of... And so it's got this kind of two little prongs that essentially point into the shoe, and that's where that'll, that'll push steam into the shoe, steam yeah. them out, but then dry them as well so they they don't shrink or anything like that. Um, so it's all about um, soaking up moisture, removing odours, I mean, it's yeah. such a niche thing, but it's a very cool idea. Yeah, but it's it's one of those products that are, would get a lot of attention at a show like IFA. It'll, it'll be on display on. for sure at their booth, so it's going to get a lot of media attention. It's going to, yeah, not. A, I don't think this is going to appeal to 100% of people, but it is certainly a head turner at a show like IFA, even at CES. Mm. We see stuff like this, but and yeah, I think I that's think, why uh, that's why yeah, these things get announced, right? You, you you want to get attention, so people like me and you are looking at these shows, going what. What are people going to get interested in? Now, yes, there's a range of, let's say, washing machines or fridges that Samsung or LG might announce. That, that's great. And, and, and there's model numbers and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, they're just fridges. They're just going to go in a row of fridges. What stands out, you know, a couple of years ago, it might have been the, the Family Hub or the, yeah. the, the InstaView with LG. Um, Samsung have got some interesting stuff that they'll announce in the next few days in that sense. But it's not feature-wise. It's more about design. But see, LG, again, the other example would be um, their bendable OLED screen. Now, we've seen yeah, OLED... The monitor. We've seen curved. Yeah. We've seen... In fact, <coughs> you might not have been with me, I don't think. When I was at LG in their factory looking at OLED, they showed me like a, a piece of OLED, essentially, and how it could yeah. be curved. Because we, we've seen plenty of times LG using curved displays to make beautiful things. So yep. what they've done is they've stuck this on a monitor stand, and you've now got this monitor which sits flat, beautiful. But when you want to mm-hmm. maybe immerse yourself, get a game going, you just pull the edges, and it curves. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that it's value for money going to be a thing, but it will certainly well, no, be I think impressive it is. to I think see. It is. Yeah, I reckon, I, I wrote about this on Tech Guide as well, I think that the big decision for gamers especially to make is, do I buy a flat screen, do I buy a curved screen, with the with this OLED Flex from LG, they get both, so that they can mm. choose how they want to play, depending on the game they're playing, whether they want to have the full peripheral vision, like if it's a racing game for example, you'd have it curved. But there's others like mm-hmm. first-person shooters that probably have a flat, the picture a bit smaller, so they can see everything at a glance. So it is really adaptable for them like that. You know what? This isn't the first time I've seen this technology. I remember years ago at CES, I think Samsung and LG had bendable TVs. 
you know, when curved TVs were coming in and people were a little bit unsure, do I want it flat, do I want it curved? And there were models you could buy that you could, at the press of a button, it becomes a curved TV and then goes flat again. So Samsung and LG had those models, but obviously they didn't, uh, not much came of them. But this technology, interestingly, how LG's using it for OLED, naturally that's a suitable suitable technology to use it with. It reminds me of the, mm. you know, the roll-up TV, how that, that that's the ultimate demonstration of how flexible yeah. OLED can be. But this is kind of a flexing the muscle, pardon the pun, flexing the muscle still to show the versatility of that format. Yeah, oh, look, I like it. I, I just think it'll be really expensive and therefore difficult yeah, to justify. Yeah, I reckon. What do you reckon? What, what you, what you, I, I reckon it's probably going to be like about twenty-two triple nine or three triple nine something like. That. Depends on the size. Like if it's a twenty, well, it's forty-two seven, inch. It's forty-two inch. A forty-two. I mean, yeah, yeah. mate, it, it's going to be three or four grand. It's going to be yeah, crazy money. Won't be cheap. Won't be cheap. Yeah. Nah. Well, though you can buy a forty-two inch flat OLED, right? You can buy a flat OLED for I think what. Twelve hundred bucks or something. Okay, the gaming one is it thirteen hundred? Well, think about think about Samsung's Odyssey Arc, which I think is forty nine, so it's a bit bigger. But that's like yeah. a three grand. That's monitor. three grand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think if you call it OLED, you call it thin, you call it bendable, it's going to be three and a half. I reckon. Because uh, Samsung, remember they announced a couple of weeks ago, a week ago, the Odyssey Arc. Did you see that? The fifty five inch, yep. but that's fully mm. curved. It's got a thousand arc. We saw that at C. Yes, it's the one that yeah, goes. Yeah, but it's fine. The, the, I think you'll see it at Efa as well. Yeah, you can turn it vertical, so portrait, and and have it in landscape. But uh, that that's fixed curve. That's a thousand that's right. R curve. The LG Flex can go to nine hundred R curve. The point of the Odyssey but Arc is really yeah, that, just to uh, blow yeah. people away with size. You know, it's a fifty-five inch. It's a big beast, yeah. and when you turn it um, portrait-wise, it's just something like nothing you've ever seen. It was so <laughs> impressive at CES. But see, that's a good example yeah. of a product that we saw in yeah. January, and yeah. really is only now coming out. Whereas when it's shown here, it's a little bit more real-time retail. Yeah, it's closer to the final product, isn't it? Yeah, but so in January yeah. wouldn't have been quite ready. Yeah, that's another benefit of Aviva, isn't it? The stuff you saw at CES that was not quite that was just just ready to just enough to put on display is now a functional mm. model of, as well. So you yeah, can get yeah. in, touch and feel it, and use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else have you seen? Anything else pre uh, pre show that jumps out at you? Well. The pre, I just want to talk about the show itself and how the mm. long history it's got. It's been, it's been. This has been going for what nearly what a nearly a hundred years. This show hasn't it? The the EFA, the, I think EFA is short for some big long German word, and this is a show that we've seen a lot well, of technology uh, we come were through. Discuss- over the years. <laughs> we were discussing this at dinner. Um, it stands for the Internationale Funkenstallung Berlin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and frankly, I don't want to be caught saying that on uh, radio, TV, or podcast. So I decided we'd call it the International Fair of Appliances um, because, because it's primarily appliances yeah. here. So yeah, yeah it is more. It's it, a lot more CE now, though. It's a lot more consumer electronics. Early on, yeah. I think it was all appliances all day, but now I think it's it's become a bit more. I'd say fifty-fifty now. It's becoming as much tech as it is appliances. You know, but, it goes yeah, it predates CS, that's for sure, isn't it, right? Because this, yeah, this is a show definitely. that goes back to 1924, and CS is only just over yeah. 50 years. So, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of history there. Yeah, definitely. And and all the major companies are there too, I think, for the... for the. Is this the first in-person EFA? Was there an in-person EFA last year? 
So they, they, they've been very cautious with their words to say this is their first large-scale uh, event since 2019 because yep. I think they did try and put on a half-and-half, half, let's call it half-assed event. Half-and-half. Half. Uh, either last yeah. year or even the year before. Um, yep. But let's be, let's be real, no one was here. If it was, it was some local German um, people yeah, and there was locals. no real exhibition, right? So yep. it is... Staggering to me, you know. Stig and I were walking around, going, "It's been three years." Like, remarkable. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just can't believe that yeah. it's been three years since. Like, and it's same with. We'll talk about Apple. It's the same with that. You know, it's been that long since we've seen an yeah. iPhone launch, in-person launch event. since we've yeah, been in been the Steve Jobs theatre. So, yes. you know, COVID had a massive impact, and that's that's how long it's taken for the recovery to begin. But what I'm saying is, the recovery is in full swing. Now, even though there's yeah. cost of living pressures and there's inflation and all these things, it's very clear to me the recovery is in yeah. the industry is well on track. Absolutely, yeah. And I think and if there was an industry that was going to lead the way to get back to normal, it was the tech industry for sure. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And um, I think too, I just here in Australia overnight, they decided that um, Albo says five day isolation now instead of seven yeah. if you have COVID. So From, things, uh, things are sort of I think moving. the 9th of September or something, yeah. Yeah, so things are changing around that as well. So definitely, it's uh, loosened up. And even when we were in New York, mate, that was like that—that that was like business as usual. New York was packed full of people. Everything, yeah. restaurants. It's like it's like we we're back to where we were three years earlier. So I think it's uh, pretty much gonna, life see is that normal here. Um, yeah. there's there's not a lot of ma- there's a bit of mask wearing, but very much like Sydney. It was really only the flights because when you fly through. You know, United Arab Emirates, Doha, Qatar, and those kind of places, it's all mask yep. wearing. So fl- yep. masks on flights is still a thing. Um, but outside of that, it's all just do your best, knock yourself out. Mm. Restaurants are packed and it's all can good. I just, so, can yeah. I just tell you, when we went to New York, mm. I never wore a mask once. Not even on the plane. Right. Yeah. He didn't so have to, recommended no. you do it. Yeah. And now I think in Australia from uh, September nine the d- domestic flights That's you don't right, have to yeah. wear them either. Yeah. So but what I'm saying is to come to Europe it yeah. is required. Really? Um, okay. Weirdly, it's required on the plane, but it's not required yeah. in public in the so, airport. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a that's an airline rule as opposed to any yeah, right. state based rule. Welcome back. Um, anyway, <laughs> I love the internet. Anyway, yeah. all the details of uh, IFA uh, will be at Stephen's website, techguide.com.au, and, of course, at EFTM.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, we should talk about the other event that is happening next week, and you're going directly from Berlin. I'm going from Sydney. Uh, I don't want to miss the South Roosters game at Allianz Stadium, of course. But um, Of course not. We are, we are both attending the uh, iPhone launch, the Apple <laughs> event, next week, which is is when, early Thursday morning, 3 a.m. Thursday morning, the 8th of September, where we're expecting to see the iPhone 14, 14 Pro, and the Apple Watch Series 8 could be other products we'll talk about that in a minute but i think uh the invitation let's talk about that right the invitation Mm. did you i I love how there's like little subtle little hints in the invitation and the invitation was the apple logo surrounded by stars was it was made shaped by the stars around it and the words far out 
So mm. I took this to mean, here's my interpretation, that they're finally going to have a mega, a, a larger megapixel camera. So one of the cameras is going to be... Because up, up to this point, they've only had 12 megapixel cameras on iPhones. So they're going to now, I think, going to take it to 48 megapixels, I think is what I'm hearing. And there will possibly be, judging by that invitation, an astrophotography mode to shoot long night exposures. Is that what you're hearing, Trev? That's the first thing. You know what? I was really kind of proud of myself in that sense because, you know, sometimes you second-guess yourself and you go, I'm going to read what everyone else is saying. I I wrote my my invitation piece and just went, I'm reading it, I'm looking at it, I'm going... It's going to be all about the camera, nighttime, and astrophotography. So, yeah. and you can imagine flicking through the bottom of the camera thing where it goes, you know, portrait, cinema, video, photo, uh, yep. etc. You can imagine there being an astro mode, right? You swipe across yeah. to astro, and it'll say, you know, use a tripod, mount it, whatever you want. Yeah. But, you know, do your best to hold it still, point it at the sky, and we're talking it might do like a thirty-second exposure, yeah. and Apple will do their best to turn that into a beautiful. Um, picture of the night sky. Nothing like, you know, your big rig, but um, regardless. <laughs> I love the question, you idiot. You sent me on Instagram. <laughs> I had my Stephen rig for, 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 for reference. Of his yes. astrophotography rig on uh, Instagram and said, any questions, just ask. And I wrote, tell me how you big your rig is. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't say what I said in my reply. It's not really suitable. Um, for... <laughs> it was elicited in inches, that's for sure. Um, no, look... I, 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 the the thing here is that, you know, we kind of already know the iPhone 14 is going to look the same. Um, we can mm. imagine there's going to be different colours because that's a way of setting yeah. it apart no from the No notch on the 14 um, Pro. Yeah. You, the notch will be an insert, but it'll be two. There'll be a like a double hole punch, punch yeah, uh, of yeah. sorts. Um, the, the, you know, but overall it's going to look the same. But the cameras, from what we've seen in the dummies and other things, they yeah. just look like the lenses are bigger. And it's the point of difference, right? So, yeah, it'll yeah. be more powerful. The chip will be amazing. It'll do amazing things. They'll talk about, they'll demonstrate what's different and amazing. But photography is where they can actually make it stand out. Now, remember cinematic mode last year? They spent a long time demonstrating yeah. that, and it was amazing. But I'll yeah. be honest, I've never used it since. How many times have you used it since? <laughs> you haven't. Yeah. Well, look, you know that that the club's in your bag if you need it. You know what I mean? Like, it's good to know that you can do that. And you're right. I think that adding features to the camera is a no-brainer. I think it's uh, mm. they're to to users. <coughs> they're more they're more cameras than they are phones. Let's face it. There's a lot of people taking and, photos with. And these I things. think what I would say is I think there's less chance of them doing. Uh, ridiculous zoom as there is a ridiculous exposure of the night sky. So what I mean by that is on a Samsung Galaxy S22 Plus you can do space zoom which is a hundred times you can frame yeah. the moon right up in the and it's amazing. It, it is works legit great. amazing. Yeah, it is good. It is good. But I think again it has a limitation and that is you take a photo of the moon. Uh, I mean, you know, the moon's got like five bloody looks and then you're done. You don't need any more photos, right? So mm. I think that the, the difference here is to say rather than making it all about zooming in on the moon, we're going to make it about capturing the night sky and mm. somehow bring it out something I don't know. I wonder how different. they're going to do it. I wonder how they're going to do it because, and, and look, I do, this, I do this with my telescopes. The, the rotation of the Earth is a bit of a, bu- a, bit of a bugger there. Now, whether you have, how, I don't know how long the exposure is going to be. I don't think it can be, I'd be very surprised if it was longer than 30 seconds. Because yeah. even even at thirty seconds, you're going to get a little bit of drift, 
you're going to get slight elongation of the stars because the the Earth is rotating ever so slowly. And when I do it with my hmm. my rig, my telescope, my mount has been aligned to the point in the sky where it's rotating, and it it compensates for that. So it's like it's like the hands of a clock. You can't see it, but it's moving slowly. So I don't know how they're going to get around that. It'll be really interesting to test it out. Among the astrophotography community, I reckon it's going to be a lot of interest around it, and we'll t- I'll definitely test it out. And I think, oh, look, uh, their night mode is already excellent to take a photo of the yeah, sky. It is, yeah. But I think yeah. if you if you just But that's a static object, that's static that, objects, yeah. Uh, I think that all, all it needs to do, all it needs to do is replicate what we see with our eyes. It doesn't need mm. to do what you're able to do with your telescope, which is next level, mm. right? What it needs to do is go, this is a true representation of the night sky. You think about Apple as being the JP in a, you know, signatory sense. You know, this is a true representation of the facts, or this is a true representation yeah. of a stat deck or whatever, right? All Apple wants to do is say, when you click go in this mode and you do that, it's going to yeah. be what it says on the box. So I think I think you're right. That's probably... Yeah what it is I don't know what else it could be yeah, I, think I think they will talk about yeah. night as much as they will Astro because I think night yeah. is still the powerful battleground Cause did, isn't there already like, doesn't the Pixel and this and Samsung have a, like a similar night mode like this like a star to shoot the stars I don't know the Pixel does Pixel has yeah, like I mean, a, a mode they'll do a this. pretty good job i yeah. tell you what I what, tell you right now my biggest hatred on the iPhone is actually night mode not because it's not amazing it's brilliant. Mm. But you know, back in the day, and I'm talking two years ago, you had a camera and you went, I want the flash on, I want the flash off, I want the flash yeah. on auto. Three options. Now, yeah. you can say, I want the flash on, and it'll just go into night mode and take a three-second photo. You've actually got to go in and disable night mode to yeah, get the to photo get the that flash you want in work. your head. I'm like, <laughs> far yeah. out. So yeah. sometimes I think it's too smart for its own good. Yeah, that'll be I fascinating that too, to see yeah. how they how they manage that, you know. Definitely. So that's yeah, well, iPhone. What do you re- um, yeah, what do you what do you reckon? I, uh, and the, I think the consensus is there's going to be fourteen, fourteen plus, fourteen Pro, fourteen Pro Max. So if you want a big phone, big iPhone, you think they'll call you it fourteen plus, not fourteen Max? Uh, so you mean Max and Pro? So I think 13 14, Pro Max. fourteen Max, fourteen Pro, nah, fourteen Pro it'll Max. Be plus. It'll be plus yeah. and Pro Max, I reckon. Yeah. But that just makes to no distinguish sense it. if the Max and the Pro, if the Max and the Plus are the exact same size, just lacking the Pro lenses. Yeah, but again, it'll be the Plus. There's no Pro in it. It'll be, it'll be. I think they'll keep the Max. Isn't it the Pro? 13 Pro Max, so you can't have Max for yeah. both. 14 Max and 14 Pro Max, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 14, 14 okay. Max, 14 Pro. Yeah. 14 Pro Max. Because they've already Max had a Max is the new way of describing yeah. Plus. They stopped yeah, using but, Plus yeah. back at the 8. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I think they're going to want to distinguish it uh, better than that. Having the third 14 Pro Max and then 14 Plus, that, that kind of keeps that in its own little its own little segment down below it. I think it's weirdly confusing. The naming conventions, yes, well. It, but, but you mm. agree, though, there is going to be a, four, a larger 14... Because no, if you were, if be you were to buy a 13, yeah, if you were buying a 13 and you wanted a 6.7-inch screen, you had to buy the top-of-the-line model. You, there was no alternative. That's right. I think yeah. it's smart that Apple does this, yeah. And I think without the Mini, though, they've got a problem. Yeah. The Mini allowed them to have for an you? 11.99 starting price. <laughs> well, yeah, for me, because yeah. I like the Mini. Yeah. 
but also yeah. just on the price point. That when yeah. we do our segments next week, and people say to us, "How much is yeah. it?" We say, "How much starts are they? at well, thirteen forty nine." Yeah. Well, they're going to go, that's more expensive than last year. And yes, it is a higher entry price than last year, but it's the exact same price as last year. It's just that the cheapest device doesn't exist anymore. Well, what a confusing. Do you think that Apple are going to, uh, like just on that, like we just, we've just come from the Samsung event a couple of weeks ago where they kept prices the same despite the market pressures. Hmm. Is Apple going to be as uh, as generous there, you reckon? I'm hearing that it's going to be more expensive. They're, they're, they're going to be more expensive than last year. Oh. Mate, I don't doubt that with the exchange rate and all the things going on. I think it's quite possible. Yeah. But the point is that they have no ability without the mini. They have no ability to stay yeah, in the eleven hundred price point. So yeah, if it was eleven forty nine, it goes to eleven. Uh, thir- sorry, thirteen forty nine. It goes to thirteen ninety nine. Then who cares? Doesn't really matter, does it? But you know, no. having that smaller model, yeah, smaller the from price the point, from price, yeah, true, true. correct. That's the word, yeah. the from price. Yeah, the from price, yeah. Well, it's going to be, without the Mini, it's obviously going to be higher. But, mm. yeah, I think, I, I, reckon, I reckon Samsung's put the blowtorch on them here. Samsung's really sort of set, set because they've kept the folds and the flips the same price, though I think this has really put the, put the pressure on Apple to try to do the same. And I, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to do it. I think Apple's products are going to be more expensive. And you think about it, like the flip is fourteen ninety nine. And if the, yeah. the cheapest iPhone 14 is fourteen fifty around that price, yeah, yeah, like wow, yeah, that would be that, crazy. That, that's, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that is it going to be. There's a solid challenge here, and, and look whether whether I know people who are going to probably buy the fourteen are coming off a twelve or the eleven. So if you bought a four thirteen, you're, you're not going to. Yeah, true, but I'm saying if you you're not going to upgrade from last year's model, the 13. No. So people who are coming into it are 11 and 12 and earlier, and you, you got to think it's it's two years since then the first 5G phone. So this is going to be their third 5G phone they've released as well. So that that if you if you if you came in on the 12, you you you've, you're already 5G. So it's already the first time a 5G iPhone customer could potentially be upgrading as well. In uh, with the with the with the fourteen, yeah. So what do you reckon the, the colours? Any, any strange uh, colours, mate? What do you reckon? I think there will be. I think they'll just go with some different shades just to mix it up, just to yeah. just to p- make a point of difference between the thirteen and the fourteen. Yeah, you need they to. have to. Yeah, they have to do that. Yeah, for sure. The, I think they'll Apple move away Watch. from the blue being their um their hero yes. colour, and they'll move what do you to something it'll else. Be? Hopefully not yeah. purple. No. Bring I back the orange. Sort of more <laughs> or gold. I think gold might play a part. Go mm-hmm. gold again. Anyway, and Apple, Apple Watch, Watch, Apple uh, Watch Series Eight. Yeah, and word or rumours of a Series Eight Pro of some sort, or mm. um, I don't know if that's really born around Samsung's move or whether that's steeped in any sort of knowledge. But that's been around a while. I, yeah, I, I don't see them doing a different device. I see them doing like a more of an addition, like the Nike. Remember the Nike Sport and those yeah. kind of ones. I yep. see it being more of a, you know, this is Apple Watch Series 8 something yeah. is designed for the outdoors trekking whatever community. Then there's the Nike Sport, which is for the sporting community. Like, it's the same watch. It's just a different yeah. wristband or well, Isn't it true it's going to be a bit slightly larger, a bit more rugged design? Because I think, look, if you're an outdoors, if you're a triathlete and, you know, hiking and trailing and doing all this stuff, 
I think those customers sort of look at the Apple Watch as being a little bit delicate, a little bit not up to the task. Mm. So is this Apple trying to attract those customers who normally would dismiss them as, a, as an option? So I think or, or having the watch probe, rubbish and not going to happen yeah. at all. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, Apple Watch hasn't changed in terms of its... The, well, the shape of it hasn't changed. I know the size has increased... And the screen has increased. Yeah, hasn't changed the broad since, design since has not launched. changed since day one. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know whether they'll, whether they'll be maybe slightly thinner. It, it's it's going to be the same, isn't it? So I don't think it's going to change in terms of the shape or anything. So anyway, we'll find that out uh, sooner, pretty soon. And so, what do you think about extra products? Do you think AirPods? Um, do you think HomePod? AirPods are due, mate. AirPods. I reckon AirPods might get a get a look in. The, but the standard AirPods, not the Pro? No, the Pros. No, sorry, Pros. Because only what, the second generation AirPods Pro, uh, the, uh, we're having, they haven't announced those, haven't they? The original AirPods Pro has been, that, there hasn't been an update to that. Yeah, but same with the standard AirPods. Like AirPods, yeah. apart from the yeah. wireless charging no, case. Yeah. You know. no, no, they did an AirPod, didn't they do an AirPod update a couple of years ago? Yeah, but nothing yeah, sensational. Like they're the same design. I'm saying yeah. let's. Mix things up a bit here. Let's yeah. reduce the yeah. size of that stalk on the standard model as well as the Pro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you reckon they might go to a bud instead of a stalk, is that what you're saying? It, even just the on the standard AirPods, just bring it down mm. to the size of the AirPods Pro. Yeah. The stalk is enormous. Like, it's hideous yeah. compared to a, a set of any, <laughs> compared to AirPods, anything else yeah. on the market today. Yeah, I think, but again, Apple, that for them, that's a kind of signature. The colour... That that's their signature design. I I can't see them changing that this time around anyway. But um, the that that I reckon that's probably a, a an eighty percent chance of being included. I I think iPad, maybe the entry level iPad, the tenth generation iPad might get a look in in this event. But there's also talk that they can have another event in October for iPad Pro and iPad. So that could be its own separate thing. But definitely iPhones, definitely Apple Watch, and possibly or probably AirPods Pro update. Um, like I'm just, I've, I've obviously just completely forgotten that this happened. But the there is a third generation set of AirPods, and they do have the smaller stock on them. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the from two years ago. Yeah, not Where the they're Pros, reduced it's slightly. The third they, generation. Yeah, they look they look more like a, I think they were the third. They look generation. more like the Pros. Yeah. 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 But they don't yeah, have the okay. noise cancelling, and they don't have the they don't wireless have the charging tip case. on the end, yeah. and the, the, the yeah. tip on the end. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the the pro has the silicon <coughs> tip and the short stalk. So you think the pros are due for an update? Yes, because they 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 that's the next in line. I think I have they haven't done anything with them for a little while. I agree. No iPads, no Macs, no MacBooks, no none of that. Yeah. But I do think potentially HomePod. HomePod as well. You reckon? What the big yeah. big one mini? What are you talking <clears> about? No, the, I think the big one's gone. There's some people talking about a HomePod with a screen. I don't think it'll happen because the kind of ecosystem doesn't exist. Yeah, Siri's not smart enough that yet won't to, happen to do year. anything. That, that'll be that'll with be the screen. Year, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just think that's HomePod a good idea. Though. HomePod with a screen, great idea. Yeah, yeah. If but mate, we we need Siri to be better at this point to do that. Um, yeah. I I don't know what, what could be better about a HomePod, but I do think there needs to be one that's bigger and better than the HomePod Mini. Yeah, well, they didn't. Didn't you remember the original HomePod was a beast? That that was pretty solid, and that's why that's been discontinued now. So, are they going to maybe reinvent that? There might be a mini. They might have a new version of the HomePod, the bigger HomePod, maybe oh, a similar I'd, shape to the mini, just a larger 
mini, perhaps. Yeah, you know, think about, you know, the Echo, Amazon Echo. It's got the little tiny dot. Yeah, and, then there's and the, the big one. Bigger one? I don't know yeah. what you could, but yeah. that's, that's a form yeah. factor. That works. Well, if you've nailed Absolutely, it in, yeah. in, yep. in, the, in the basic one, why wouldn't you have it in a larger style one? I think that might be the go. They might have to give customers options. Because at the moment the mini sounds good, but it's, it's not like a it's not like a speaker that you can put out and if if you really enjoy your music and want to play it at higher volume and better quality, what about the that? mini is this little little tiny a battery thing. powered HomePod, one that you can disconnect ah. and still use. Hey? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, well, let me throw you one. Battery. One last thing. Okay. <laughs> one more thing. Yeah. I was talking about this with Stig. It's been five years. Since there's been a one more thing, it feels like we're due. Yeah. It feels like the company needs something to Maybe. demonstrate their their continued innovation. Do you know what I mean? It's been a long time mm. since it's been a long and time I, I since love, the company yeah. has felt strongly enough about a product to say, "Just one more thing." Yeah. Yeah, has it become though the fact that it's really hard to keep a secret nowadays? Like the supply chain and everything is just everything's just out there now. We've never those rumours that within the last let's say eight years have never been wrong. No one's ever got it wrong. No. So I don't know whether they can keep something up their sleeves so, so well. Whether it's but what they didn't, it could I don't think they kept be. the iPhone ten up up their sleeve when it was announced as one more thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, we knew, we thought it was going to happen. We were surprised yeah. that the iPhone eight was announced, but the iPhone ten yeah. was then one more thing at the same event. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But there has been no rumours of anything, you know. And no. if they come out and say a HomePod with a screen is one more thing, then that's kind of embarrassing because Nest and Alexa already exist, and they're going to yeah. be way better. Full stop. Siri just isn't up to it. So yeah, plus it's what's it going to be like? A, I know, I know. Apple love to uh, Apple love to respond to the criticism that they're they're not lo- they they're not in innovating anymore. Like mm. I, I can remember a couple of times their execs have commented saying, "Oh, you know, can't innovate my ass." You know, look at this. But they, they they love responding to that criticism. So whether it's something that they've got up their sleeve that they've just to sort of to push back against those uh, those naysayers who see Apple as not being able to. They don't have. They still. They don't have it anymore. They haven't got it anymore. I, I know they'd love to sh- produce something, and I'd love to see it. Oh wow! I, I'd love to to be surprised with a product like that. I just don't mm-hmm. know whether they've still got the ability to surprise us anymore. All right. Well, we'll both be in Cupertino next week uh, for the event in Steve Jobs Theatre. It'll be the first event in Steve Jobs Theatre since since 2019, which is in itself, uh, in the same way as IFA, a, a big milestone. So that'll be great to see. And um, we will look forward to bringing you all that news as it happens in uh, in a week from now. Two Blows Talking Tech is proudly supported by our good friends at Arlo. And uh, we are talking this week about, we know about their wide range of cameras. Uh, but they have another weapon in their arsenal, the Arlo Pro Smart Hub. Now, this is the base station that allows you to store your recorded security footage locally through a USB port. So if you don't want to store them in the cloud, all you need to do is plug in your thumb drive or an external hard drive, and you can record as much data as your device is capable of storing. Now, I know this is important to highlight because there's a bit of a myth that you need the Arlo Secure subscription to be able to store recorded footage. So that's just simply not true. If you want to save your footage in the cloud, you'll need a monthly Arlo Secure subscription to do so. But if that's not important to you, then maybe the Arlo Smart Hub is the way to go. 
Spot on. It's a great bit of tech. I've had a, a, a USB drive, like a little Samsung portable drive, plugged into mine for ever and a day, and it's uh, it's got many, many hours or days worth of footage on there, and it gives you options to store your footage. You can also connect your Arlo cameras to the internet via your home Wi-Fi to increase the range, as well as prolonging the battery life of your cameras. So the smart, uh, the Pro Smart Hub normally retails at 179 bucks, but I've seen it on special release recently, so there is a chance you could grab yourself a nice little bargain. The Arlo um, has included the Smart Hub with its Ultra 2 camera kit. If you're looking for multiple cameras, a Smart Hub and one of the best resolution, the Ultra 2 camera kit from Arlo is the way to go. The Arlo Pro Smart Hub adds another layer of uh, to the Arlo experience and is compatible with most Arlo wire-free cameras. To find out more, pick up one for yourself. Head to Arlo.com or any good tech retailer. Steven. Um, we're just going to give up on the stings because they just don't work. Uh, <laughs> and that's just great. Um, <coughs> quick, cup, quick one. Um, I was looking at uh, JBL's announcements, actually for EFA, but they, they were kind of just timed around it. They're not actually over here. But the, I had to point this one out specifically. It's called the, the Tour Pro. Now, these are true wireless headphones, but there's something very, very different about these. Uh, we've all seen headphones. There's plenty of them around. It's really just design and, and things that, that change with them. But the Tour Pro 2s. Now, there's no uh, date or price available here and that sort of stuff yet. Um, they come with 360-degree spatial audio. They've got all this cool stuff. But on the charging case is a screen. Now... When attached to a PC or a Mac, you can use that to control things like ambient sound and noise cancelling. Um, you can see at a glance on the screen the battery levels of the devices. Um, it's a it's a really fascinating use of touchscreen technology on the front of a charging case for a set of headphones. Yeah. So well, the usability yeah. of those will be fascinating because I do wonder whether or not they'll be a, they'll be able to. It says in the release of PC and Mac, but I wonder whether or not you'll also be able to use that touchscreen on your mobile phone to control the ambient noise and stuff like that. What a cool extra little innovation. They're beautiful Great too, idea. headphones. Yeah, and due for it too, I think that the, these, the idea of having your wire-free earbuds in a case has been around for a while now. This, this, sort, of, this sort of change was due. I think we, have, we were having the same product for so long and having to almost guess the the charging uh, unless you look through the app or yeah. see if there's display lights on the on the case knowing yep. how much charge you've got left i think that's the simple thing right you, yeah. up until now you've had to open your phone pair your headphones to find out whether they've mm. got 10 and 20 percent and how much yeah. battery life is left in the in the in the case itself so Definitely. i just thought it was a cool little innovation of which i'd not seen the likes of and that's cool. I can't wait to see them and, and get hands on and them. They're at, they're at IFA. They're, they're going to be there. No, the JBLs. In fact, what about this? Um, the the area that JBL usually use, which is around the radio tower, is being used um, to house Ukrainian refugees. So, um, yeah, wow. no, that's that's what I was told. Wow. So, uh, wow. that's why they're um, they couldn't get is that their JBL's spot. decision or the show's decision to do that. Uh, well, I, the show's decision. I, I think it's well, Berlin's decision, decision to utilise a space <laughs> for uh, for that. You know, yeah, right. it's like the uh, the the okay. airport, the the new airport, which took ten years to open, was used years ago for Syrian refugees and stuff. Well, before it was opened as an airport, yeah. um, you know, they, they make good use of their um, uh, outstanding facilities around here. Absolutely. So, yeah. 
Um, a couple of other things JBL have announced uh, ahead of IFA and just generally new soundbars. So it looks like there's going to be four models, 300, 500, 800, yep. and 1,000 with, um, with Dolby Atmos support. And then there's the um, JBL Bar 1000, which is a 7.1.4 channel surround sound system with 880 watt of power. So that's that what I'm talking about, baby. Booming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's and it's a got cracker. those detachable I'll be definitely getting rears. That one. I love the, the top oh, end. Oh, wow. Detachable rears. So they rears, charge so while they, they're on the bar. Exactly. They charge. The, you can put them up there when you're watching the Put them up the, the rear, so to speak, mate. You can put them <laughs> but when, you, when you're just watching, you know, The Office or something, you don't need surround sound. Boom. You just put that, yeah. uh, put them back up when the front. When you're watching there. Star Wars, bang, you can get the rears. Put them up the rear. That's what most people do when they're watching Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, You're good on you, mate. That. Yeah, yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> Should we talk about um, how we're really into our subscription data, mate? We're let's uh, do it. Some, the tell site, the tell site uh, research, and shout out. What is, what's is it? Is it Foad? Foad. Foad. Yeah, shout out to Foad. He uh, tell he runs tell site their research and some good information with this this latest one is that despite growing cost of living and pressures and fuel costs that we are hanging on, not only hanging on, but increasing our subscription services year on Mm. year. We're talking video subscription services like your Netflix, Stan, Disney Plus, and also music services. So the Spotify, Google Music, and Apple Music, but also gaming. Gaming is the other entertainment subscription that's booming with the Xbox Game Pass and now PlayStation Plus is on board. So a lot of growth there. But we're seeing incredible that... In the last couple of years, we kind of it was embedded. It was embedded in us that you know subscription services is what's going to keep us sane and keep us entertained. Mm. And I think we've grown so close to them that I don't think people want to give them up. They've now been considered to be essential to their and, entertainment. And what's fascinating is they're even looking at this as a longer term thing. You're going, what's going to happen when ad supported models come out like Netflix, and they think many more will follow, and there'll be cheaper versions. They reckon it'll lift the total number of subscriptions per household from 3.3 currently to four. Now, four subscriptions per household sounds like a lot, but when you just go, okay, let's count like one of them as KO Sports, for example, that's yeah. kind of separate to the others. It kind of stands on its own. So, it's still a bloody lot though. Three plus a sports yeah. one, for example. Far Absolutely. out, man. Yeah, huge investment. Well, I think. It really, as I said, it really became into its into its own during COVID. It was sort of like the perfect the perfect ad advertisement for streaming services was the COVID lockdown, and now we've become so conditioned to it that even even the movie studios are, are giving us content faster. Like just recently, we've got you know Top Gun Mavericks already out for stream mm. on on to buy digitally. Um, you, you're getting Thor. I think that was in cinemas like five or six weeks ago. That's already on the service. So the window is also uh, the, the cinema cinema release to home home entertainment streaming is also shrinking. So I think they know that if, if they, to maintain the, the buzz of the film, it's bringing it onto those streaming services, again, is just another massive, another, another massive boost for those particular services if they can bring those titles sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's the race, right? It's now become a purely content play, which is perfect because yeah. that's what it should be. It should be about the content. Now, Disney has an unbelievable advantage because of their brand, their scale. I mean, they, they just have yeah. such good quality. Yeah, well, they've, got, a, they've got Marvel, studios. Star Wars, like, Fox, so, so they've I think, got everything. I think, 
I think you look at it two ways, right? They've got brands, you know, the ones yeah. you just listed, but then they've also just got the studio and production capabilities that are unparalleled. Yeah. Then you've got Netflix who have huge revenues and therefore are able to invest more than ever in content. Um, it's it's a, it's mind-blowing, the amount of money going into yeah. content right now. And I do wonder whether that's at all going to ease or slow at some point. This doesn't seem to be the case. But it just makes you your question, with all the you know, news of the world and inflation and all that stuff, What what is giving? You know where they say something's got to give? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't that, yeah. It ain't that. Well, you, you think about it, though. Like, you, you know, you, you're, you're a family with three kids, right? If you were to take your kids to the movies and your wife, mate, that's a $150 day, isn't it? You pay mm. your tickets, mm. get your popcorn, your drinks. You wonder why that, I don't go to the movies. So, but I'm just saying that if if that that's what's giving is us the subscription services is is saving us from having to do that. M- most people are thinking, well, you know what, I'm not. It's not worth going to see this at the movies. I'm just going to wait for it to come out on streaming, and that that's their justification. They've saved 150 bucks, and that's the, the next the next that's a eight whole months year of, of subscription services. For. So yeah, so. Mm. Not hard to justify that, and especially as we're all, you know, we love our, and you think about how we've got big screens now. You know, you mentioned that JBL soundbar before. Imagine watching Top Gun Maverick on that at home. We can produce such good quality entertainment. The experience is such high quality, and no wonder we're willing to pay for it. We want that, and all those services offer that. 4K, Atmos, Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision, and... If, if we can enjoy that quality of that experience at home, then, mate, we're not going to give that up anytime soon. No, that's right. And uh, uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing for the streaming yeah, services. For sure. And Absolutely, it's a good thing yeah. for home entertainment. Uh, yeah. All the details of the Telsite survey and uh, research is at techguide.com.au. Two Bucks Talking Tech, proudly presented by Netgear, and the Wi-Fi 6E uh, products are hitting the stores now. The quad band uh, Orbi system with Wi-Fi 6E, let me try and explain it to you this way. We've always talked about quad the tri-band before. This is being this two, there's two networks for you and there's one network for the Orbis to talk to each other. Well, now there's still one network created purely for your Orbi systems to talk to each other, but then there's three Wi-Fi bands for all your devices to exist on. Two of those are for all your regular devices in the house, but then there's one exclusive band just for your Wi-Fi 6E products. So your latest generation products are going to have the, their own dedicated highway on your uh, Wi-Fi network, and that's creating faster solutions, better speeds, and, of course, you get great coverage because the Wi-Fi Orbi system gives you that coverage all across your home. The best, best place to buy Netgear products is on the Netgear website at netgear.com.au. Just click Store, and if you're wondering which product is right for you, Netgear has a tool for that on their website. So go to netgear.com dot au for all the information you need now Stephen, you know just to wrap things up there's an important uh, new game been released uh, it's not <laughs> let me Call guess. of duty let me guess formula one but it's not the <laughs> f1 2022 that came out a couple of months ago right this is yeah. this is i assume going to be something every year now now i have to confess i've not played the game Ooh. the review at eftm.com was written by one of our employees uh, Jackson, one of your staff. Uh, oh, your son. <laughs> he is an employee of, of, yeah, of the great company. Um, yeah. And the little little bugger stayed up late night doing it too. And Amanda was texting me while I was on the plane, and I didn't have Wi-Fi because I wanted to sleep. And I got yeah. all these messages going. Is he meant to be staying up doing this? He's taking him forever. Anyway, um, the please thing tell is, me your wife's voice isn't that deep, mate. 
<laughs> he, um, he summed it up perfectly, though. It's that whole thing of the whole point of this game, right? So the point of the F1 games up until now has been to, I want to be Daniel Ricciardo, I want to be Lewis Hamilton, I want to race, yeah. right? Yes. So, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm old. I've retired from racing. Jackson's better than me. But I'm now <laughs> the team manager, right? So I can now go, radio. See you later, Christian Horner. See you later, Toto Wolf. I'm going to do better at this. So you get to manage the team. You get to manage the strategy out on the track. You get to recruit yeah. drivers, do contracts, allocate money to resources, allocate money to you know engine development, whatever it might be. But the thing is they've used the Unreal Engine to design the gameplay. So you, you still watch the race. So the race yeah. occurs, the cars are on track, and you can see everything go right and wrong with it. But you're the team manager running the strategy. And the joke within the Formula 1 community is the the Ferrari Formula 1 team strategists are idiots. They've made so many mistakes in this last year (laughs) that you can now place yourself in a better position than the Ferrari strategist with the F1 manager game. So it's the first time officially, because there's been F1 manager games made by other people, but this is an F1 company game. Made yeah. by F1 or for F1. Obviously, so, yeah. Or isn't it similar to the soccer? Remember, you could be the the football manager one. The the so yeah. so when you're watching the races, are they just random races, random winners, or who who? It's who, not. How do you it's not that? random. It's you know, if you've invested enough in your engines and stuff, then ah, you know, you'll right. perform okay. better. Your driver will get do better. better. You know, it's all about what you do and how you strategize your allocation of ah, money. Right. And there's so a, there's a budget the outcome, cap. Yeah, well. There's all those things. There's sponsor deals to yeah, be well. done. Really, really cool. So that one's available now. Um, it's called F1 Manager, obviously. Is so, it a PC um, game or is it on the consoles? Or what uh, Jackson's playing it on uh, PlayStation. So it's on the consoles. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Rip and tear, folks. If you love your Happy F1 days, like mate. I do, you Happy know you'll days. love that. All right, yeah. Stephen. I'm going to go to bed. Time for you to go it's, to bed, mate. Get some sleep, mate. It's time for me to go to bed. Yeah. I've got a Samsung press conference in the morning. So I need my beauty sleep. This, yeah. you know, this doesn't Plenty happen. Plenty of naturally. it, mate, by the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go and get your big rig. Oh, no, it's daytime there. You can't get your big rig. It's out. daytime, mate. The rig no only comes out at night, that. mate. The rig, big rig only comes out at night. Joe mate. wishes it never came out. Uh, talking about Actually, your she does because it keeps me outside, mate. Keeps me outside. When the rig's out, I'm outside. I'm out of the hair. So, yeah, she loves it All when the rig comes out. Sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, I'll see you in Cupertino. What's the movie this yeah, week? Mate. Uh, the movie this week is Aliens. 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 Okay. Yes, and we had Moneyball last week, which you Lethal enjoyed. Weapon. Yeah, so Aliens this week and followed by Lethal Weapon. So, yeah, tune in to the best movies you've never seen. We've, uh, and we've just there been nailing it. There will be a private feed on Monday, and uh, we'll be back next week uh, to churn something out after the Apple event in Cupertino, mate. I'll see you there on the ground in San Jose. See you then, buddy. See you, mate.